They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them type conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978. The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great. 45, 42 Prescott, that's where I'm from. Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums. As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat. In my own lane, no. Far from where they crashing that dumb bar graduate. The game out of mastered it. Served in the Navy, look. Y'all don't know the half of it. Pops passing no one. Mom's passed last year. I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears. Cause they saw I'm making it. No telling where I'm taking it. My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it. Coach that ain't high in 15 in one state. Seen the fork in the road and went straight. I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk. Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend. Let's work. Hey, this is OG King Kirk, your host of the OG Two Cents podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you who tune in every Sunday uh, for new episodes. I appreciate it. Uh, also, if you uh, like to watch on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, uh, comment, like, and share it. Uh, remember, we're on all streaming platforms. Uh, that's Anchor. Uh, Spotify, um, Podbean, and, you know, just uh, an Apple podcast. So uh, just make sure you uh, rate, give a five-star. We appreciate it. Uh, During this time of the pandemic, make sure that uh, we still, you know, wearing our masks when needed, practicing social distancing, and uh, just take care of yourself. Um, Now with um, everything that's been going on, um, just make sure you be safe um, during uh, a lot of protesting and everything that's going on at the moment. Uh, just uh, protect yourself and the ones around you. And uh, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, we can just make, make lighter situations and create some, some positive change. Um, you know, this episode is, uh, I, it's, I, I love it. Uh, I, I actually get to uh, talk with someone I've, I've admired and, and watched her play. Uh, while she was at UConn, uh, but and her resume is extensive, and as y'all know, I don't I don't like to do uh, the talking for my guests, but I will tell you this: uh, Renee Montgomery is a two-time WNBA champion, uh, champion at UConn as well. Um, she's been a champion basically since she picked up the basketball. Um, she's now currently with the Atlanta Dream, uh, and I get the luxury of being on Esports Extra with her. Uh, as you know, a part of the crew, and uh, it's definitely uh, been uh, fun times. And uh, I look forward to each and every show that we do. Uh, this episode, uh, she you know, she came decided to come on and uh, share her story and different things that uh, she's involved with. And I'm, I'm just grateful to have her. Uh, so with further ado, Renee Montgomery. Oh, Jake, hey, Gert, is, is this a different platform? Oh, what's up, broski? Uh, what's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you actually bring in uh, the energy that's untapped. It's in there. But it, but it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's I like it. I know it's in there, too. I can see it. Like, I can, you got that. You got this. I love it. So, yeah, you know, um, as I always do when I have people come on, because uh, my platform is all about uh, inspiration, motivation, and inspiring. And uh, I just would like for you to tell people your story and, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so I grew up in Charleston, West Virginia, born and raised, uh, St. Albans to be 
exact. So a lot of people are, are confused by me right when they see me because they're like, wow, black people in West Virginia. And I'm like, yes, me and my whole family. So that, that was a different dynamic because I grew up in the country and then I ended up signing a college scholarship to the University of Connecticut. So it's like I go from the smallest to small to you're on the big stage at UConn where even after our practices, we have like six, seven media people just after practice, every practice. And then if it's a game, there's 20. So it's like you go from this dynamic where I'm dribbling in my backyard on pebbles and all this and in West Virginia, not necessarily getting a whole, whole lot of, a, of attention, I would say. And then going to UConn. So that was a, a culture shock, to say at least, except for UConn is a predominantly white school. So I would say that I just, you know, for me, I, I always took things in stride. I always had the same energy that I've had. So whenever I get nervous or something, and I was nervous going from West Virginia to UConn, I just try to, like, outwork, like, just work it out, like, work the nervousness out of my system. So I love that you're spreading positivity and stuff on this podcast, because that's literally, like, I'm a firm believer in, like, you speak whatever you want to happen in your life. And and so I said that I wanted to go to UConn, and I went there, and now I'm playing in the WNBA. So I think I'm just, like, a, uh, just a product of affirmation. Now you you played with Alexis Hornbuckle, which is yes. Like, like me growing up, I was a big Tennessee fan. I like it was hard. What? I mean, I, Pat Summit, like she, I just love. <laughs> I, nah, it's I, cool. I, I, I like I, that. I, I love Pat. Like I mean, I just thought like, and and obviously, as when you're younger and as you get older, your thoughts change. But I like the fact of watching strong women coach women absolutely like i mean that was just something i like but gino like obviously uh, um as i started watching more and more uh women's college basketball you couldn't help but to become a fan because the dominance and the dynasty i mean you couldn't ignore it absolutely but um what like you know with y'all playing together in high like what was like because she was i liked her game like (laughs) and i and i look at your game and i'm like in high school the homie none of it like (laughs) like who who could beat we got beat i'm not gonna lie so when we were playing together we did not get beat i won three championships in in high school (laughs) three of them with alexis hornbuckle and you know it was interesting because alexis hornbuckle is a name that if depending on where you met her like at a certain point alexis hornbuckle was the number one player in college i mean in, in in high school above a candace parker so now we all know candace parker's that household name candace parker was on my aau team by the way with alexis hornbuckle so so it was interesting because i was playing alongside the number one player in the country so just that alone like Alexis, I always give her credit. She put me on. I know a lot of those people that came to our AU tournaments, they were there to see Alexis. They were probably there to see Tasha Humphreys, who went to UGA. They're they're probably there. I'm sure they were some of them were there to see Candace Parker. So I was like, I keep saying I was a, a product of affirmation where I knew that I was going to be on that stage because I was playing with them. And I just like worked out, worked hard so that I could show up and show out. And it worked because now then the coaches started seeing me. And they was like, yo, who's that little one? Like, you know, we knew that one. We knew that one. We knew that one. And they're like, but we don't know that little point guard. Who is that? And they used to be like, who is that little number 21? So it, it ended up being my thing where they didn't come to see me, but they accidentally saw me. And it's about uh, just being prepared and ready for the moment. Uh, that's something I used to preach to my guys, uh, Coach and Ed. You like that? Yeah, everybody's going to come see the, the big tickets, but you want to make sure that you give them a reason to look at you. Uh, yeah you know like what was it like playing for Gino like I mean not, <laughs> not everybody 
gets that opportunity. Yeah. So like what like what was that like? Uh it was nerve wracking at first, you know, when whenever he first came to West Virginia, I'm like, this is kind of crazy that Coach Ariema is sitting on our couch. Like, you know, like it's just that realization, like where you see your teacher outside of school in the grocery store and you're like, whoa, like, you know, so he's at my house. And so just then I started to realize like, okay, I can believe what he says. So when he was at my house, everyone else was just telling me everything I wanted to hear like every other school was like Renee if you come here you know well you're gonna be a starter you're gonna be a star you know they, they just were feeding in me everything I wanted to hear but coach coach Ariema came he was like look you're good okay you're good but we already have a point guard I'm not opposed to freshmen starting I'm not opposed to anything but what I will say is the best man will win so I'm not gonna pick favorites and for me that was exciting because there was a point guard there that was one year older than me. So that could have changed the dynamic of my career if I only didn't get to start until my senior year, let's say. So for me, knowing that he didn't just come in there and tell me everything I wanted to hear, like I felt like I could trust what he was going to say rather than – and maybe those coaches were going to start me and I was going to be the star at those schools, but I know that they were probably telling other recruits the exact same thing they were telling me. So I kind of went the road less traveled in a sense of like I wanted to meet him head to head and if he tells me whatever I know it's going to be the truth no that's that's great I mean you seem like uh we haven't known each other that long but the the, the synergy is so great I mean but you seem like Facts. somebody to just like you don't you love competition like you don't you don't yeah. want to back down from competition yeah. and it only makes you stronger at the end of the day I think uh sometimes I look at people um it, do you want to be a, do you want to be a champion or do you just want to be uh have some sort of fame and acclaim without any I think most behind. people will choose fame and claim and I'm not kidding like I, I think that uh most coaches and we were talking about this with Antonio Brown but most coaches more times than not if they can get a player that they know will compete every night coaches will take that like uh, coaches will take that over talent now we're not talking like superstar talent like you're still going to take a, a person that's Uber's like a Kawhi Leonard who he might be injury prone, but you're going to take Kawhi Leonard on your team because he has that big of an impact. But after that level of talent, yeah, coaches want somebody that's going to compete. So I always knew that there's things I can control and, um, and don't get me wrong. I'm like, I've been upbeat my whole life. So that's been part of my blessing. The same way people say that they were born and, you know, depressed and clinically, I think I was born the opposite way. So that's my blessing. But I think that, I just choose not to compl- like, you know, I choose not to worry about certain things to complain. I choose not to be that person. So um, I think that a lot of times playing for a person like coach Ariema, he, he can handle everything else. Like if you do those things, he can handle everything else. I think, uh, I mean, that, that's how I am. I, you know, my, one of my monikers is positivity always wins. And for me, I've never like, I mean, most of the things that I've been blessed to to have and and receive, I, I didn't even ask for. Like, I mean, and I and I think that's just a testament. It's a real blessing to like yeah. how you you go about your your daily life. I always say the the the, the wins start way before the game, and Facts. you know, depending on how you prepare yourself uh, for whatever it is, I mean, that ultimately determines your outcome. Uh, you you won a, a national championship in two thousand nine, like. Yeah. And I do that season was perfect, correct? Was yeah, that one of, what yeah. You, that season was was that yeah, a, we were thirty nine and zero. Yeah, like yeah, like what was that like? <laughs> like oh man, so 
I would say the first 20 wins, it was like, oh my gosh, this is lit. And then all of a sudden, like, terror sets in. Like, when I tell you sheer terror, so I'm like, man, we're 20 games in, we haven't lost. Then we get to, like, 25 games, and I'm really nervous. And the reason I'm nervous is because you don't want that first loss to be in the tournament. So no one wants to pull a Golden State where they break the regular season record and then they don't win the championship. So obviously that happened after college, but that's a fear of all athletes. Like you have a great season and then in the postseason you don't perform. So I start to see how we're rolling and I'm like, are we peaking too early? And so my season wasn't how people thought. I wasn't like on top of the world like, yeah, I was like, this is terrifying because as a everybody that knows sports, you never want to peak too early. So we're out the gates. I mean, we're hot. We're what about 30 and this and that tournament times comes. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like, please don't let us choose tournament time to be the time to lose. But we ended up winning and going undefeated. So it was the perfect story. And I'm thankful because I like I was terrified of that first loss because the first loss you could get one loss the whole season and it ends your season like that's terrifying. You know the thing, it because it's uh, uh, it's two sides to history, and uh, and, like, and ultimately you never want to be on the bad side of it. You know you never. Uh, no, nah, I definitely can get that. Now, you know, finishing at UConn and moving on to the WNBA, like going, like what was your mindset going into the NBA draft? Like, cause I, like I wonder, like often, like you know, you hear you may go here, you may go there, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just don't know, but like what was the what was your mindset at that moment? I didn't know. So we, uh, as I talked about, we had just came off of a thirty nine and O season, and, and I let me rewind a little bit. So when I was coming from my whole life, I've been small in a sense of like right now, like I'm listed at five seven. I'm really five six, but no one plays without shoes on, so I'm five seven <laughs> on the court. Uh, but that's really small. And so even when I was like in AAU, when they said that little point guard, I was like four feet then, you know, like I've always been small in relation to other athletes. So when I was going to UConn, everybody said I wouldn't be successful at UConn. I'm too small. Then when I graduated, even still having gone undefeated, it was the same talk. Like she's too small to excel in the pros and her game won't translate. So I was in a real limbo and I know it, it sounds crazy, but I was I went from I was on top of the world and people may not know, but the WNBA draft is like five days after your championship. So there wasn't like this whole long celebration window. It was literally we flew from wherever the final four was, San Antonio. We flew from there. Then we went back home and no, St. Louis, I think. But anyway, we went back to UConn. And when we land, there's fans standing on the streets, on the highways. They're cheering for us as we drive back to Source, Connecticut. We have a championship rally the next day. Um, I signed with an agent, I signed with Nike, I signed a stylist, and this is all, like, I'm telling you, so, like, all this is happening, I'm thinking, I gotta have something to wear for the draft, like, as I'm celebrating for the parade, I'm like, I didn't get a draft outfit, like, yesterday, so I don't have time to shop for it, we had to go find a stylist, Uh, she had to just send the clothes to New York, that's where the draft was, they had a car service come pick me up from UConn, and my parents, who went to the Final Four, had to meet me at the draft. It was crazy. This is like a five-day span. I don't even think it was full five full days, honestly. So it's not like the men at all. It was it was like the best rushed life ever because it's like I'm getting a call, and they're like, hey, Nike's on the line. I'm like, Nike's on the line. Run that call through. And I'm like, you know, it's like so much happening. Oh, your coach is on the line. Hey, Coach Reeve, what's good? Like, you know, and it was like, this is crazy. Man, that. And I, I, I mean, I guess to me, like it's a. I know I had a lifestyle change here in the last couple of years. Um, you know, just what I call. I mean, 
I say regular, but I, I believe I was making an impact in my community where I was at in Dayton, Ohio, whether coaching uh, high school basketball, AAU, I was a, a manager at a group home. So I was, I constantly, I always wow. said, yeah, my life, yes, OG. <laughs> my like life that. has always been about servitude. Like I really like that's, that's what makes me happy. It just was in forms of employment. So like what that. I'm getting to is like, when you go from what's quote unquote, like kind of normal and then in transitioning into a whole nother lifestyle, like you talking yeah. about, you go from college yeah. where, yeah, the, the, you were in a, the midst of a dynasty, but now you're stylist and, and publicist and everything Crazy. like yeah, your whole <laughs> life. And people don't often understand, like it looked like some of that stuff looks good. Like it, and it feels good from time, but it can get overwhelming. Oh, what? Especially if that stuff is good when you can actually enjoy it too. So that stuff isn't good when somebody's telling you to do everything at once. Like if I had a week to enjoy the, like, you know, if I had a week to enjoy the win, then we had the parade and then I had a week to the, I think I would have been able to enjoy more. You're right. It's, it's, it's more difficult if like they're all on top of each other. Right. And I, one thing I wanted to throw in there, like for me, um, like I'm 41. I, I was 40. What? Yeah. You look good, OG. Okay, that black don't crack. <laughs> but the point that I'm making with that is like I've been around since the WNBA's existence. So like, I got I actually no lie, I used to I never really missed any WNBA games that was on I TV. Love that. I was I love my that. mom. My mom was a big WNBA fan too. So you know, rest her soul. And I record. I used to record every game on VHS. Like, that's big lit OG. Yeah. I like that. I was a, a I, by by nature, I was a New York Liberty fan, so I was a big teaspoon fan. Um, because I was a Knicks fan, so I'm like, I might as well root for the Liberty. Uh, so like love that's it. just my big love. And then I have a daughter, um, who she's graduated college. She played um Division two basketball, and um okay. So we, I used to so take it's her in to the, the family. Game. Yeah, so it was like that's why I used to really get upset. Like when people, <laughs> like when people didn't support the WNBA, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and I, and I guess this me just being a, a junkie and a, a hoop junkie, like I like to see women play basketball. Like I never had a problem with women playing. Like yeah, you're talk- fighting a fight. It's not about that. Like so, I, that's the thing. It's like people. There's this whole stigma, you know, now and then, and then it became the cool thing for the trolls to do where get in the kitchen and the trolls would always talk about, but you can't dunk. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, but we dribble, we pass, we shoot, we run, play. you know, like we start naming other aspects of basketball other than just the athletic side where the dunking, because that might be, and, and there's women that dunk, but we're not going to be doing the high fly dunks that the men do. But man, that's like, when I say that's a tiresome fight, I don't fight it because like, like I always say, it's, it's, it's not necessarily my job to convince people to want to watch the WNBA. My job is to be prepared to do my job and put a product out there that I think is meets the standard of what my coaches expect from me. But man, it, it, it's, it's an uphill battle because some people only equate sports to highlights. And those same people that only look at stats and they only look at the highlights and they don't actually watch the games, those are the same people that can't necessarily even see what an impact player can have by having zero points. Like some people can't fathom like uh, a Patrick Beverly being so important. Like some people have a hard time seeing players like that 
being vital pieces. And they're like, how? Oh, this guy's vital. He he averages five points, and that's when you know they don't get it. So people that like don't like the WNBA, that's and and they're sports fans and basketball fans because you have people like a Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, and and Jordan, all your favorite athletes love the WNBA. So then that's when I say it's just it's, it's a different. There's a different thing there that they're they're just not. Those are the highlight real people. Now, what I like is uh, the competitiveness. Like that's what, like you're you're never gonna watch a boring, non-competitive WNBA game. Like you will, you can Absolutely. watch some boring. You can NBA see some blowouts now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's I a difference. Because to 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 your point, like I, we talked about this before, but. Fox Sports North just posted that game where when I was playing on the Minnesota Lynx, we had beat Indiana by 59 points. That game is getting replayed, not because we won by 59 points and not because it was like that game's getting replayed because like it was a crazy game because Indiana was still fighting. So there's still blowouts and a lot of people are, well, you still don't want that game got replayed on Fox Sports North, a 59 point win because the other team was still competing and playing hard. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was saying boring, it wasn't like because I I was just saying like yeah. they're going to compete from the beginning. No, I'm agreeing with you because some people might like think that you're saying I was making sure they don't think that we don't have blowouts because we can right. have blowouts and it can still be competitive. Is what I was saying. Now on those um those the the two championship teams you played on, like I mean what did you, like because I thought th- those teams were dominant like. Yeah. Did y'all kind of like had a mindset that like it was either championship or bust? Like oh, is that yeah. yeah. And and you know, Coach Reeve, she's like Coach Ariam a lot and she shoots it straight, but I, I'll never forget um in the beginning of twenty seventeen, she gave us this speech in preseason and she said, Look, this is the first day of preseason. All 12 teams in the WNBA are doing the exact same thing we're doing right now, probably at this exact same time. And she was like, and probably half of the teams are competing for a championship. There's going to be some teams that know it's a rebuild year. There's going to be some teams that just know that they don't have enough talent. There's going to be some teams that, they're, you know, like she said, there's going to be a lot of different scenarios. But she was like, there's going to be a select few that know from the first day of preseason to when the playoffs start that they are competing for a championship, that championship is the goal. And she was like, we're one of those teams. So, yeah, I knew I knew in preseason that, like, the, and this is a team that's went to the finals every other year. Like, they went in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. Like, they were dominant, yeah. you know? They were dominant. And in and, and 2013, 2015, and 2017, they won the championship. So it wasn't that they were just going. And when I say they, I have to say they because I don't play there anymore. And secondly, in 2013 and 2014, I wasn't there yet. But right. 2015 through 2017 – we won in 2015, and I got traded halfway through the season. I had salmonella poisoning at that time, which is a whole nother story, but I got traded to, to the Minnesota Lynx, and instantly it was different. I came from a Seattle team where we were struggling to a Minnesota team, and it was like the vibe was different. When we would win a game, it was different. Like you started to see why certain teams excelled. Like even when we would win a game, it didn't mean that it was a good day. Like, you know, so you start to see the coaches nitpick because they know – when you get to playoffs, you have to be tight. And, yeah, it's a whole different feel. But we knew. We knew we were competing for a championship. Yeah, I like that. I I mean, I always – I, me, I've never had a problem with, like, being being confident, buddy. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Where's your confidence, buddy? Like, I've never had – I've never had – like, to me, as long as the talent 
is working. Yeah. Like as long as yeah. long as you're working it and, and stand on top of your grind and everything like that, I I I, I think there's nothing wrong with having every you need the ego to absolutely and i think that you're you're very rarely going to find a superstar like so for me i'm not one of those players that i'm not going to be i'm not the trash talk player but everybody the first thing they'll say is like oh she's a confident player so you can be a very confident player without being a trash people know i'm a confident player because like i don't care like i don't care if you block my next shot i'm gonna go shoot it like people know that about me i don't care if i miss 10 i'm gonna shoot that 11th three so it's just like it's on my scouting report people I play against know that I can have a bad night all night. Like even in the Minnesota game where they trusted me to hit the game winner for us to, so this is 2016. It was a clash of the Titans and we were undefeated. LA Sparks were undefeated and we're meeting now to see who's going to be remaining undefeated. And I hit a three to win the game, but for my coach to even put me in there, it's not like I was having a killer game and I'm up by, you know, I have 25 points that game. No, they just said, go stand in the corner and hit the three. Like you hit three. They don't care. So people know that I don't care which way the game's rolling, which way. If it's time to, like, game time or it's time to hit a winner, like, I'm ready. So I mess with our guys on the – and he's – because people might not know, but I mess with our guys all the time about their language, their body language and their voice language. I'm like, y'all are already beat before you get into the game. Like, the people that, like, come on there and they're talking like, yeah, you know I mean? We got to try to get a dub. These guys are good. I'm like, oh, boy, they already beat you. Whoever the guys right, you're playing right. against, they beat you, bro. Yeah, winning, winning is everyday practice. It's, it's, it's how you walk. It's how you talk. I mean, it's everything about it. you that said whether you're a dub or whether you're not. So, Listen, uh, Darius Slay, NFL cornerback. He's a cornerback, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Philly talked now. about – yeah, he gets dressed – because they sometimes he wants them to know when he walks into the arena with this flashy outfit that the people that he's guarding gonna know it's gonna be a long night. So I'm t- this is how far the athletes take it. So if you're sitting here talking sad and you go against another competitor, they're, they're gonna already think they beat you. All right. A few things uh, before we get out of here. I know your your time is precious. Uh... Oh, don't start that Larry laptop <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but um, what like. I think I know the answer to this. I mean, because I've like been spending time with you here and there every week. But what would you be doing if you wasn't an NBA WNBA star? Yeah, I would be in entertainment. I would be, and we spend three days a week every week now, so we spend quite amount of time together. Um, but I would be playing. I would be in entertainment in some form, and so people don't know, but I took acting classes, um, improv classes. I could, so I not- could tell. I could tell. <laughs> Thank you. So I worked on myself. So like, you know, like I, there's always this thing of natural talent. Even when I was younger, people were like, oh, you're naturally good in front of the camera. Or you naturally speak well. And this is coming from West Virginia. And you know, that's the thing. So people like when I tell them I'm from West Virginia, they're like, well, I don't hear it. And then you might hear it in some of the words I say. My mom's a college professor. So she talked proper at our house. But yeah, I didn't just rely on the natural talent that I think I was born with. So I went, I went to school for communications, broadcasting major. And um, then I started, I took acting classes because I want to be prepared for whatever happens. Like, OG oh, when we blow up on <laughs> East Force Extra, I, was, I need to be ready. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to, to Snook and Daddy. Yeah, you're going to get love. You're going to get love on here, too. Like yes. <laughs> Yes, and this is funny because every game at UConn after they interview me after the game, I'm like, "Hi, Snickerdiddy! I know y'all are watching." So it's like this is like giving me all the feels because it's like bringing me back to that. Yeah, I know. Um, I I don't know. 
like I like you say, it's, it's things that we naturally do well, and you gotta love the. You speak well, like you like, like <laughs> because like I, you know yeah, what they were yeah. saying when they said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would yeah. tell me that all the time, and I wouldn't even know that I speak well because I tell everybody in my family spoke. But then, after I started to seeing other people speak, I'm like, okay, I get it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I I know because I mean, you know, I I've had a, you know, I grew up with two parents, mom, dad, um, in a house and everything, and uh, I used to hear certain things too i mean because <laughs> of the vocabulary here and there and and even for exactly. myself like i'm not i'm not a college graduate um but i've always considered yeah, myself to be intelligent and, and capable exactly. of like i mean and it was just i went to the military after high school so that was my form of college i mean to, to no that is I, that is a form of college for sure in the sense of an educational process definitely so i i get it and uh i I like your energy because it's identical to mine because I, I pretty much I'm high off life. Like I, I, I don't believe in staying down too long. Yeah. My feelings get hurt. I'm human. Uh, I mean, things bother me. Um, Same. you know, even during this time right now, I haven't seen my kids in a few months. I haven't seen my brother. I got yeah, a that's twin. Tough. I have, this is something I haven't talked about. I have a twin brother. Um, what? I, There's two OG King Kurtz. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, you know, and we, you know what? I, we need Crazy. to get him on the show. I just thought I need to get him on the show. Uh, that would be freaky. Yes. But, um, you know, so I meant like I'm saying I'm I miss him and stuff like that. But pretty much I stay upbeat. Uh, try to stay active. Um, and, and rolling right into that, um, you have the Renee Montgomery Foundation. Yes. Um, and and not only that, I mean, you do a lot of different things. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this one one tweet that I saw that was funny was like, "Girl, you you ain't missed a check none." <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, I don't like, yeah, I don't like money coming out and no money coming in. So I, that I have this grind about me that I like to bring the money in. But yeah, speak on the, the Renee Montgomery foundation. Yeah. So my foundation, obviously I talked about, I've been in sports my whole life, starting with AAU and with my foundation, I've noticed that all the times in sports, even if it was my whole team, you know, the people that we were there to help, they were kind of shy about being recorded. I could tell the kids were embarrassed. And for me, that was, I just didn't prefer that. And I understood it was like we were helping them, but people don't always want to be recorded when you're giving them a handout. So when I started creating my foundation, I based all of that on the premise of it in the sense that I wanted my foundation to be fun, experiences, and at that time of doing experiences that are fun, make it cool and make it to where people didn't feel like it was a handout. So for example, um, not this one because of the pandemic and everything, but next Thanksgiving, we're going to do like a, a, a Thanksgiving dinner, but it's going to be five-star restaurant style, black table, and like we're going to serve them. So we want to make it cool to where like they want to record people doing it because it's a necessary evil to record giving a handout because sponsors, you have to do it for sponsors. Like I have to get the video for the sponsorship because they want to return on their investment. They want to show what they're doing for the community. So if I make an event that's cool enough and it has that positivity that we talked about, it has me showing people how to be confident, instilling teamwork, making them work together. Well, I think this is a pretty cool event and then it'll be dope enough that they want to have it recorded. So that's kind of the premise behind my foundation. And it's not just kids, it's not adults. It's like everybody working together or everybody, if, if it's a, if we have a treasure hunt, anything, it's going to be for people to have to have fun, work together. And again, just, it's a good cause. No, that's great. And, and, and that's a topic that I've battled. Like 
you know, my claim to fame comes from Twitter. Um, I'm active on Instagram as far as uh, promoting my OG King Kurt brand and my podcast. But on Facebook, that's where I battle my yeah. IRLs and, and, <laughs> and my intellectuals and everything. And that's yeah. one of the arguments that's, that's, came, that's always come up is that um, why do people have to record, record themselves? Yeah, I see it all the time. And my, you know what I used to say a lot? Like, because some of these people I know, I'm like, you're sitting here complaining about somebody recording a good deed when you're not, what are you doing? Like, exactly. What, what, and, and, go ahead. And it's almost as if they try to negate it as if like, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I understand that some people only do the good deed to show that they're doing a good deed the same way. Some people only go to a protest to get their selfie, that they're at the protest and it's not about the cause. I understand, but I always like to assume when I see something that all oh, these people probably are in the same position as me. Like, I just got a check from Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A wants to see what event they're giving me that check for. So people need to understand that if it's somebody like me, I can't speak for everybody, but somebody like me, you, people that who do have a attitude of servitude, I don't want to record it. I would love to, like most of my cool stuff never makes it to Instagram. I'm talking about my personal life. It never makes it to Instagram because I don't really care if you guys see if I did it or not. I did it. Like, you know, I sat front seat at a concert. I did it. Like, you know, but but when it comes to that stuff, I have to. It's it's a necessary evil. No, I get it, and one of that's one of the things I've learned. Um, I always take pride in, in just learning as much as I can each and every day about something. Uh, coming up, um, you know, obviously social media is big. Um, you know, some people focus on the followers. Uh, they they focus on a lot of different things. Me, I always focused on the quality of followers and the engagement. And, and what type of collaborations I was creating uh, for myself and, and them. So now I realize that, like you said, a lot of, a lot of great things you do don't show, may not show up on social media or anything like that. And that's fine. I mean, it, to me, it's like, as long as you're uh, committing to acts of kindness and, 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 and being good to one another, uh, that's all that matters. Um, you know, great interview as I knew it would be. And like I said, you you definitely uh, bring out the energy and and myself that, like I said, Noah's in there. But you know, sometimes you need that little nudge to like, man, hey, loosen up. I see that energy, <laughs> and I think that's why we talked about it right away. Like we had a synergy on the show. Like people would, if they if people watch our show, they would probably think that we've been doing that show a long time. Like honestly, like it seems like it. But I think going back to what you say, I knew we were like-minded people. Like I could feel that you were kind of the same type of human as me. So it was like, we were like, and it was easy. That's why I called, I called you guys the broski like after week one. And I have a lot of guys in my life and they don't get called the broski. So I knew, I, I knew too, you are definitely hey, that type hey, of I didn't want to come off like a, uh, cause I know, I know WNBA players have groupies too. But like when you said it. that I was geek because I'm like, you are like, you somebody like I've watched, like I've actually had the enjoyment of, of seeing plan and, and everything like that. So when you say, I don't take stuff like that lightly. I mean, for me, um, yeah, I don't somebody, say it lightly. Yeah. Cause like for me, I've lost a lot that I don't always talk about. Like, so, um, I don't have the family that I once used to, you know? So like when oh, I, we build, family now for real. Yeah. So when I build relationships, it's like, it's for real. Like, it's not like I'm just saying something or doing something or trying to gain it. Because to me, I'm, I'm all about building uh, myself as an individual 
uh, to be greater for myself and people around me. And I'm not looking for anything. Like, I mean, I want to be able to Absolutely. be the best version of myself uh, to help those. Oh, around. speaking of this <laughs> guy, look at this shirt. I, I got to show people because this oh, shirt yeah. is big lit. So <laughs> let me just say, because he said he don't ask for anything. Let me tell you something I asked him for since he said that, because that <laughs> triggered my mind. The, he was like, hey, do you, uh, I, I have these, oh, I, first of all, let me rewind. I said, yo, I need one of them OG shirts you wear every show. I need to rock one of my broski shirts. Again, I don't usually do this, but <laughs> I'm like, I want to rock my broski shirt. So he's like, all right, what color do you want? I'm like, mm, let me get a little tie-dye with some pink lettering. Do you know this guy? I mean, <laughs> the accuracy. I was like, okay, so he got a tie-dye shirt with some pink lettering. So, again, I, I don't know. It's just – and grant you, I got this shirt probably a week and a half after I told him what I wanted it to look like. This is a one of one. And I don't know. It's just something about the way certain people do. Like when I got this shirt here and it was exactly what I thought it was like what I wanted, I should say. I was like, yes, yeah, I knew that was my broski. I like this and guy. See, and I'm glad like because for me, like I'm I, I'm a brand, I, I consider I'm a brand builder. Like I'm not I don't I don't I'm not a T-shirt like I don't sell T-shirts. Like to me, it's just a part of I like my, my brand. Like, cause like I don't, I, I swear, like I watched that uh, live that you do, and we, and I want to get into that before we get out of here. But <laughs> okay, what no Angel um, about? I, I love the statement that she made about, you know, people always talk, try to keep you in one lane, and like, oh, you, yeah. it's okay to to switch lanes to get to your destination. Like she was Absolutely. like, and when she made that analogy, I was like. Oh, oh she said, yeah. yeah she so. said, look, if I'm going somewhere, just so people know what she's talking about, she said, basically, if I'm going somewhere, if you're driving and you're going to a destination, if you drive in the same lane all the time, great, good for you. But some people like to switch lanes, come back to the same lane, switch lanes again, but still end up at their same destination. And she was like, look, I like to switch lanes a little bit. And she was in reference to like people like me and her, we, it, it's difficult for us because people know that we were playing at the highest level. And so when somebody associates Renee, you are a basketball player. It's hard for them to look at me as a host on a TV show. It's hard to look at, at me as an athlete. I know everybody at home thinks it. As soon as you hear uh, Rick Fox is acting and everybody's like, Rick Fox is acting. Like when it first happened, then all of a sudden he became Tyler Perry's guy. And now we associate Rick Fox, the actor. But it's that initial push that people just do not like, and Angel does music, and they, and I think she has some good songs, but people don't fool with it. And you know the thing about that, um, one of my friends, um, Aaron Ashley Simon, uh, who's heavy in the game in the entertainment industry, uh, does a lot of great things, and somebody that I can call on, she gives me a, a lot of advice. But the one thing that I like to, she said is like, whatever you're passionate about and whatever you want to do, just do it. She was like, Man. don't, and, and whatever you like, just like it. Like, don't, you don't have to wait till it's trendy to, to now all of a sudden say like you like it. Like, I mean, yeah. and, and that's pretty much what I pride myself on. I mean, I, I've always been a person of passion and, and doing things because I truly love to do it. And then therefore, I feel like when I wake up, I'm I'm not going to work. I'm I'm, I'm going Absolutely. to do what I love to do. So um, definitely. And um you know, I like to how the shirt came out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The shirt is fire. I know that. Like, you did your thug thizzle, but, and that's the thing. And I don't know. I just think that I have this thing that I think that 
you know, you see a lot of different cultures doing it in a sense of, you know, the Jewish culture, they pick themselves up together. Like, you know, they help each other. Um, you see in the Asian culture, they do that a lot. And, and even in the white culture, and I, I want us as people like, yes, you have a show. Yes, you have a podcast. It almost called an exchange of goods is what people do. They put each other on. So we got to be like other communities and like you got a podcast, like, like you see, I post some of your stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I think that we are our own community. And if we all just pick each other up and build together I think that like we would be so much further so I just try to preach to that like do practice what I preach so you best believe I'm be rocking this OG King Kurt shirt that's my dog shirt yes what now I gotta get your son now give me the name because I ain't I haven't said that junior. name enough okay junior and your Serena. wife hold on say it again Serena. I mean, her, Serena. her stage name is Serena Grace, but I just say Serena. So. Okay, Serena. Okay, I got to get them a shirt, too. So Yeah, oh, we'll make, you we'll know, make. we'll have a whole family photo shoot, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I'm, I love the content, and I like, um, you, do, you do a lot of series. I know uh, you and Serena do one together that I watched. Um, Junior, like, he's been in some, uh, and I, I, I forget what the theme of it is, but when that intro comes on, it say, hi, baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's I'm actually like, her sister's son that says hi name so it's a real family affair oh yeah, yeah. see and i and i love that like i mean <laughs> um, yeah i mean a lot of things it makes sense uh and and i'm i'm with you i'm all about uplift uh that's been my role yeah. in, in the 2k community i mean it, it, in life uh in general i mean so yeah it, it makes sense for me at the end of the day uh before we get out of here um tell people how they can how they can get in touch with you on social and and your foundation and everything so my foundation on social media is rmf nonprofit, um and again right now we've suspended physical activities but always if you ever going to donate to a cause i would love to be the cause just because we do a lot of cool stuff um and it's no better than any other foundations but it's me talking to you so i'm saying hey think about mine um, and as far as on social, uh, my Instagram is it's Renee M and Twitter just add an underscore it's Renee M underscore. And like OG said, I just like, I think we're the same in a sense that we just try to have a good time. I mean, I was literally stuck in the riots. Like they were around my house protesting two nights ago. And I, all I could think about was like, I feel their pain. Like, even though I'm like, I could be in danger if they want to start bl- uh, burning some stuff, like they're right at my, my condo, but I don't know, man. I just, I just think that what you're doing, what, what, even the extra esports show, like it's a community, and I like that the gamer community seems like, I don't know, this is my first time being in the gamer community, but you guys are like a really solid community, and I, so I want to be a part of that. I feel like you guys know each other. You're cool. You're joking. The guys are so much respectful to each other. They don't even want to talk trash, and I'm like, <laughs> this is a not like, this is interesting. But I think that what the guys are, are telling me without telling me is that like, you know, I respect that guy. I've been playing against him for years. Like, you know, so uh, you are the fabric of that, that type of community. So I, thank you for having me. Um, of course you can have me as a guest anytime. Like oh God, you're the broski. So don't start that Larry laptop stuff. Nah, I want it. And it, now in the community, there's definitely levels. I mean, you have your extreme gamers, your mid, your mid level. <laughs> I mean, so it, it gets there, but you're right. After so many years of competing, uh, against each other and different things of that it takes on a whole different attitude of any game or rival or so, exactly. of whatever sort so yeah um yeah so thank you for being on uh, and i just want to thank everybody uh that tuned in for this episode and and like i said for every episode um catch 
uh, the OG Two Cents podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Podbean, and of course YouTube. Uh, just make sure you subscribe, like, follow, rate, and share it. Like the broski. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, he's doing. I don't know, man. If y'all want to support positive people doing positive things, OG Two Cents. Like it's simple. Appreciate it. And you can follow myself on social media at OG King Kurt. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, make sure you tune in to Esports Extra with myself, Renee, uh, Derwin, host Larry, uh, producer Kevin, uh, Ashley Leotis, and Black Phoenix. Um, it's a great show. And I want our monikers, we put the sports in esports. So make sure you check that out on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Um, also, we do live events. So I'll be on the lookout for that. Um, and with the, we're on the Black News Channel now. Um, so that's definitely, yes, uh, you know, uh, something to look forward to. Um, you know, check out the 2K uh, Zone as well on Podbean. Uh, my, my crew, uh, Dave at the 2K Zone, Strider Visuals and Box Graphics, uh, who helped sharing a vision with the OG2 Sense. So make sure uh, you support that show as well. Um, follow uh, www.ogkingkurt for everything OG King Kurt and the OG2 Sense podcast. Um, and, you know, just uh, make sure you tune in to next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG2 Sense. OG out. Special shout out to the Brooklyn Nets gaming crew. We on our way, baby. What's up, JP? LT. Big West. Famous enough. 2K Cop Games. Black Frank White. Brooklyn Nick. Rico. Let's put this work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Yeah.